You are now listening to the Nick's State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hi everybody and welcome to the Nick's State of Mind podcast. Uh, interesting day. Uh, today is the day that the Knicks played, uh, I believe, at 3 o'clock in London as they took on the Washington Wizards. Uh, and, you know, that's that's one thing that we said we were going to discuss today. You know, I'm sure a lot of the fans already know the result, how the Knicks basically lost the game. Not basically, they did lose the game on a goaltend at the buzzer. I mean, I, I know they got four-tenths of a second put back, but at that point it was it was basically over. Uh, so there, there's so much that can be talked about this this game, and it, it was one of these premier games because, of course, you know the NBA chose it these two teams uh, to go overseas, and obviously they do this every once in a while to help promote the game in different areas in the country and and establish a fan base and all that good stuff. Uh, so it, it just has a lot of the storylines, you know, the leading up to the game, players being out in London. Uh, we have obviously Enos Cantor who. Couldn't even make the trip because he was afraid for his life. Um, that That's going to be discussed in our second segment. We'll have more on that and our thoughts from that whole situation. And now uh, the, the Turkey president's trying to get him extradited back um, and basically calling him a terrorist. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that as well. But Chip, we're going to start here with you. Uh, tell us your thoughts on the game today. I think it was kind of the uh the perfect result of course the Knicks loss but uh it's hard to say like do you really want the Knicks to lose in what kind of fashion do you want the Knicks to lose do you want them to lose in a in a catastrophic fashion like this at the at the buzzer or do you want them to get blown out uh by 20 I think I'm of the school of thought where it doesn't really matter. So as long as they lose, right? So I'm I'm okay with the result. I really am. I they, because they looked really good at times. Guys like Luke Cornett made four threes. Yes, he had five steals. He's I'm looking at the box score right now. I'm looking at that uh, NBA stats hustle part of the box score. Luke Cornett had four deflections. He recovered four loose balls and he contested 21 shots. Yeah. And those are the things that people don't really look at. And that's a big part of the game. Exactly. The second leading Nick in contested shots was Noah Vonley with eight. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was, it was wild. Like he was all over the court. Um, and look, Vonley played well. I'm not trying to hate on Vonley. He had 13 and 10. He played really well, but it was, look, it was good to see, uh, Cornet playing that well. Um, it was also good to see Dotson. Dotson played well. He, he did play well, play. yes. Yeah. Um, Knox had a rough one. Like that's that's going to happen. It happens to rookies. I, I think it was 0 of, yeah, 0 of 6 on threes. Uh, he missed more threes than he had points. He only had five points. But, look, uh, one thing that I was happy to see was he was missing threes, but he kept shooting them. 
So that didn't discourage him. That was good to see. And as you would expect from Kevin Knox. But, uh, look, it was the best of both worlds. The Knicks got the uh, proper result. Um, but they played really well. They had the 19-point lead in the first place. And this is what bad teams do. Teams with inferior rosters. Yep. They lose leads. They find ways to lose you the know? game. <laughs> they, Absolutely. Yes, exactly. They find ways to lose the games. Um, the Knicks don't have a Bradley Beal. The Knicks don't have an Otto Porter. No, they don't have guys with that talent level on their team. So that's what's going to happen. They're going to lose to the teams like that. Um, but overall, I was right up until obviously the end of the right up until the fourth quarter. I was impressed by the the effort level. I liked, like I said, I liked what I saw from Cornette, Vonley. Moody, I know had a big night, but you know, I honestly, I was, I was more focused on Cornette, Von Lee, and Dotson. Yeah, uh, and Moody, I was, and Moody, I was excellent, but I Vunale, Moody is more of uh, Moody is more of an afterthought to that, especially with all with these new trade rumors about Von Lee coming down recently, Von Lee and the Sixers. With uh, now apparently he's auditioning for a new team, so it's even more important that he plays well. Absolutely, so. and you know, kind of answer the first question that you opened up, Chip. You were talking about you know, kind of how do you prefer to see them lose at this point? And, and I look, I, I first off, I really hope you know, and I know this is terrible. It sounds awful when you're you're a fan of this team and you're saying to lose. And you're probably thinking, why are you guys hosting a Nick podcast when you're talking about the lose? When you're ten and thirty-four, mm-hmm. accept it. You're going to lose. Like don't mm-hmm. don't cling on to this hope that they can turn it around. That that would be the worst thing for him, the stupidest thing for him. Okay, so it, it's been said over and over again, and I'm not going to go into the reasons why again, why it's the smartest thing for them to lose, uh, but the. Your point of how do you want to see them lose, getting blown out, um, close loss, you know, and you're right, Chip. It really doesn't matter as long as it is a loss. You know, and I'm th- I thought about this after this game. This was the kind of game that would drive me absolutely insane a year or two ago, even when they still sucked. And I just had the expectations of trying to win. This is the kind of loss that would just eat at me, that I would be furious, that I would hate that I have to sit here and talk about it. It would just drive me insane the way they lost this game, blowing a big lead, having a lead late in the game with about three seconds left on the clock, and then losing on a goal 10 because everybody was watching Bradley Beal, and I get it. That's the guy that was clearly giving the basketball they were they're putting the ball in his hands what it looked like to me because he started in the in the front court and ran out to the back court and then used the screen to kind of run up I think what they were trying to do is get him moving already when he caught it to get him into one of those like dribble pull-up threes at the buzzer I think that's the look that they were going for they weren't trying to attack the basket or anything it was going to be a Bradley Bill catch it with his momentum coming downhill and then stopping and pulling up for a three that's what it looked like uh, of course, he mishandled uh, the inbound pass, and 
from there, it was kind of like everybody froze, and he found the open man rolling to the basket. It was a smart, brilliant play uh, by Bradley Beal, and you're 100% right. That's really the difference. When these games are tight, the Knicks don't have anybody to give the ball to. The Wizards do. They have Porter Jr., they have Bradley Beal, and he made a big play for him. Uh, and this is the kind of game, like I said, that would just drive me absolutely insane that we lost it. Uh, obviously not the case this year. I'm actually thrilled we lost the game again. I know how bad that sounds. It sounds horrible, but it really is the best the best thing possible. And, you know, I share, um, you know, I do the radio show in the morning and then in some afternoons I work with, with kids in an in a after school. Uh, and... I have my Nick gear on today, and I I was in the after school today and had the game on my phone, and all the kids were like, "Aren't you a Nick fan? You're you're rooting for Washington here. That's weird." And I'm like, "Yeah," and trying to explain to them that you know when you suck, you're better off losing to try to get your draft picks, all that stuff. They had no idea what I was talking about, but <laughs> you know, it, it it is kind of funny that I, I catch myself doing that. But I I really do think what is best for the team is this, but. You know, in a way, Chip, right now, I think it is it is a good thing that we're losing these close games. Why? Because we're not getting blown out by 30. I think you show around the league a little bit that we're, yeah, we're not going to win games, but we're going to compete. You know what I mean? It's not as obvious as tanking as everywhere else. I think it's tanking at its, its finest, really. If you think about it, we're not getting blown out by 30. You know, there's no, and I know it's never going to happen. You know, they send out that memo that if you're if you're tanking on purpose, we're going to punish you, and that that's never going to happen. But the point is, Knicks can't get accused of that when the games are like this. That's just that's the one thought about it. But you're you're a hundred percent right. But it don't matter if they lose by twenty or one like tonight. Point is, they lost. Uh, I if I'm not mistaken, I think now they have like the third worst record in the league. I, I think I think Chicago is ahead of us. In the standings, because I think I thought it was maybe I looked more recently or not as quickly. Last time I looked, it was like fifth or something. Uh, See, and, and I, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's changing. They're so they're so jumbled together with the exactly. That's the thing. It's like awesome. you know, Phoenix has eleven wins, right? And they thirty four losses. The Knicks have ten wins, thirty four losses. Chicago is the same record, but they beat us. So they obviously have the tiebreaker over us. It's Cleveland right now that's um, the worst record in the league with nine wins and 36 losses. So they played yeah, a few more games. So all that stuff is still kind of they're, – they're anywhere from three to fifth in that in that area, I think, or, or two to five, somewhere there. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those things where – yeah, it don't matter as long as it just keeps happening. Um, you know, my thoughts on the game is at first they're winning. You know, they came out, they were shooting lights out, and I'm kind of like, oh, God, this might be a game that we're going to win today. And I just, they looked good. They did everything that you want to see uh, in that first half. Uh, I felt like they finished that the, the first half a little slow. You know, Washington kind of crept back into it. But then that third quarter, they kind of expand the lead again. And I'm thinking, ah, they're, they're going to win this game. And then it hit me. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the Knicks. How many times have we seen that this year? <laughs> that they have blown these like 16-point leads and end up losing. I did it to Philadelphia in the last game. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to hold up and give up hope yet. And then slowly but surely, Washington got back into the game. Now, I did when Vonley made that shot with about three seconds left, 
I I did think okay. Uh, I think this one could be over. I, I just think, you know, Washington hasn't been shooting that well. I know they got a little hot in the fourth quarter to help them pull away. But, you know, it, it wasn't the, their their greatest offensive performance. I mean, the shooting percentage wasn't great. Um, it, again, Bradley Bill just made a, a smart play. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. Again, it's just funny. This is a kind of loss that would just piss me off years ago. Uh, but, you know, as, as long as they lose now, and I, I feel so crappy saying it every week. I feel so crappy saying it, but it's just the way it needs to be. And um, you know what? No, oh, well, I mean, it's basically if we win a game in the past, it was kind of like, all right, we won. Pride factor kicks in this year. It's It's been upsetting when we win these games, you know, uh, so it, it, it's it, it is what it is just. Got to take it as a loss. Now, what stood out to me, players that stood out to me uh, in this game, as I mentioned, I thought Moutier was great. And I actually have to give credit to Moutier, Chip. We haven't really discussed him. I thought he has he's played pretty solid this year. Uh, remember at the beginning of the year, Chip, I, I was like, I, I don't even know why we have him on the roster. I'm not a fan. Uh, still not like sold yeah, we on him. Talking about, we were talking about whether right. we should keep him on the right. roster. You know, we, we were talking with Trier who was going to get cut. And, you know, Moutier to me was like, I would just cut Moutier. I know people want Ron Baker cut and all that. And in the end, that's what happened, and that's what needed to happen. Uh, But, you know, Moutier has at least shown a little something. Um, And I'm going to go back on an old little rant here. My goodness, Tim, I'm so tired of watching Tim Hardaway Jr. Can we just trade him? Can we just can we just try? I can't watch it no more. Like I felt like this year would be better, and it started off the year strong and played well for a little bit, but lately it is so bad to watch. It is so bad. I can't stand it. Like can, I mean, I, I I put somebody else out there. Just bench them. I don't even care if we're paying them to be on the bench. If you can't get rid of them, just bench them. It's so bad to watch them. He's so bad. You know, it's just. I, we're paying them that much to suck that bad. It's so frustrating. It drives me crazy. And I know all Nick fans are there. I see it on Twitter. People just just trash him all the time. And it, it it's so pitiful to see him play so bad. You know, I figured he he would be one of the vocal point the focal points of this team with Brazingas being out. And it, it's just it's getting worse and worse and worse, and it's just getting old. I'm ready to move on from him, Chip. I, I, you, you there, right? Can we can we trade him? Can we trade him from like a washing machine or something? I don't even washing care. Machine? Yeah, I, I would trade. I, I want to get rid of him so bad. But look, eighteen million dollars per year. It's hard to move. You know what I mean? You know, he's impossible to move. Right. Gosh, uh, you got to wait for a desperate team. Um. And the Kings is what everyone's talking about. Now people are talking about the Mavs with the Dennis Smith thing. I don't think, look, the Mavs are a very well-run team. And the Kings and Vadi Divac has done a very good job recently. Uh, I don't think he's going to muck all that up by unless like unless his uh, owner forces his hand. Because it seems like the only time they ever really make a mistake is when the owner does right. uh, pulls a James Dolan. Right. And- so... But um, I don't know. I it would take look. It would take a desperate team. Like you know, maybe the Detroit Pistons because uh, they're already in salary cap hell. 
but the Knicks would have to do something like take on Reggie Jackson's contract yeah. in return, and I'm not sure that's worth it. Oh, so, gosh, I just want him gone. I do. It's so bad. It's painful to watch. It re- and I, <laughs> I, I know we need to lose, and he helps us lose because he sucks, but it's just so painful to watch, man. Like, it's he not fun anymore. He does help us lose because he sucks. It's, it's just not fun. It's awful. Like, I'm literally watching this guy, and I'm like, oh, he just did terrible shot selection. And we knew that was the case with him and all that, but it's just – it's to the point where I really don't want to watch Tim Hardaway Jr. out on the floor. Yeah, and I know every Nick fan listening right now is like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, duh." Oh God, we'll just find a way to get rid of him. I don't even care. We'll buy him out. I do something. This is pitiful. I can't take it no more. Uh, but you know, other than that, I, you know, Cornette, I thought was was good early on offensively, scoring wise. He did, as you mentioned, those hustle stats. Uh, you know things don't like that get mentioned very often, uh, but in the terms of scoring, I think he had twelve points in the first quarter, and then only had fourteen. Uh, excuse me, four points for the rest of the game, uh, and, and that's really the the thing. You know, as you mentioned, Chip, we don't have a guy when things get tight that can just take over a game. You know, guys get hot in spurts. You know, Dotson same way. Dotson came out on fire. Overall, the numbers are good. But he didn't. It wasn't like the whole entire game of dominance for him. I think the one hand that was good was Moutier consistently, uh, and that's just the thing. We just don't have enough. We don't have that guy that can completely take over a game. And when the games get tight, you just go ahead and expect a loss. It's going to happen. You need somebody to kind of be a closer. They don't have it, and it it is what it is. I kind of figured Kevin Knox was going to struggle in this game. A young guy. He's been playing so well, comes off a great game Sunday. I think he was due for a bad one. This makes a lot of sense. You travel to London, you're young. You know what I mean? Just takes you out of your rhythm. I just had a feeling this is not going to be a great game, so I'm not shocked to see this, you know, 2 for 11 from the field, 0 for 6. Um, just, I thought Alonzo Trier was good. Uh, that was good to see because I know he's kind of been up and down, and I think he's just going to be fine as a player, but um, – you know, I thought early I think he'll on, be pretty solid, right? He's a solid player, which you're right. It, it, and, and I think the one thing about him is obviously he just has he has no fear out there. He just he's just going to go play. You know, he misses five shots in a row, he's going to keep looking to shoot and score. Uh, again, though, that's another guy that kind of had it going early on. A couple of n ones. It just when it matters, there's just nobody there to kind of finish it. Uh, and that's basically the breakdown of this game. Only the Knicks can lose a game on a goal ten. That's just that's that's I guess the New York the New York Knicks for you in a nutshell. I don't even know why it shocks us. It's just it is so what it is. It doesn't anymore. Though, yeah, does it? I, mean, I, I think I think I you know kind of looked at it like only the Knicks. This is I don't even know why I even think that. Like duh, like that's gonna happen. But we'll wrap it up for segment one here. When we come back, we're going to get into this situation with Enos Cantor, the Turkey president, um, why he didn't travel with the team to London. So that's coming up next. You're listening to the Next State of Mind podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at at Chipper Murphy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next State of Mind podcast. Um, you know, this is something that has been known for a few weeks now leading up to this, uh, that Enos Cantor would not be making the trip. 
with the team. He's actually missed a few games anyway because of an illness. Uh, David Fisdale said that it's flu-like symptoms and it's been kicking his butt. Uh, so he's been held out because of that. Uh, it makes people wonder if that really is going on, of course, with the whole tension uh, about his minutes and all that stuff. But according to Fisdale, it, it is legitimate and that the flu-like symptoms have been kicking his butt. Uh, but he, he he made this announcement uh, a couple weeks ago that he would not be making the trip uh, to London because he, he fears for his life. Uh, so it's something that we knew going into it. Uh, but th- there's more that's been emerging with this story, uh, of course, with the Turkey president wanting to extradite him and all that. And, and Chip, you actually have uh, more details on it. What do you got? Yeah, Kent, uh, the Turkish president actually and uh, the Turkish government actually is uh, seeking an Interpol red notice uh, to try and get Cantor extradited, which cites Cantor's ties to uh, an exiled Muslim cleric who is blamed for a failed coup of the government back in 2016. And uh, I guess it accuses Cantor of uh, providing financial support to this guy. And uh, basically, according to this site, uh, according to Interpol, uh, a red notice is a request to locate and provisionally arrest an individual pending extradition. So and for Cantor to be extradited, the U.S. would have to be convinced that Cantor committed a crime prosecutable in the U.S. And Cantor tweeted out, I don't need, and Cantor retweeted the tweet about this and said, Turkish government cannot present any single piece of evidence of my wrongdoing. I don't even have a parking ticket in the U.S. I have always been a law-abiding resident. So I think the general uh, consensus is the Turkish president does not like uh, that Cantor called him the Hitler of our century (laughs) on television right? and wants to shut him up. You know, it's – and uh, so – he knows what this guy's capable of better than anyone in this country. So he said, I'm not going to London because I don't want to get assassinated. And who the hell can blame him? No. If I was him, I'd stay here too. Right. And uh, the Commissioner Silver uh, made a statement that he, he agrees with the decision, thought that was the smartest thing uh, to avoid mm-hmm. any kind of weird situation like that. Uh, it, it, this is just a bizarre story. It, it, again, it's something that – we have known for a while now. You know, we, we knew a lot about Cantor uh, being very vocal about his home country and who's in charge of it and has been for years, has been criticizing him. And um, yeah, it has not been shy uh, to say what's on his mind about what's going on. And we knew that he's basically like public enemy number one uh, to the, the Turkey uh, mm. government. Uh, we've heard things like, you know, that the, his parents have been thrown in the jail. Um, I've heard that. I don't know if that is true, um, but I, I'm pretty sure I've seen reports where that, that has been the case. Well, there was the that other thing about how his father publicly renounced him. And then Cantor said that his father had no choice. He had to do it or else. Uh, he would be thrown uh, in jail. He, or his, yeah, his he would have been thrown in jail. He needed to protect his family. That stuff. It, it was God. It's I. 
it's a crappy situation. situation. It really yeah, is. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, a lot of people wonder what's going to happen. Really, nothing's going to happen. I mean, this is just going to be this guy trying anything he can uh, to uh, get at Canner. Uh, it, it, it's something that's, that is not going to, he's not going to get extradited back to Turkey. I, 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 it's just not going to happen. As you explain the whole process, nothing, nothing's going to happen. This guy can do whatever he wants, uh, but it, it really is a horrible situation to to be in. Uh, and you know, overall, again, with my viewpoint on it, I think it was the right thing. I, I think Cantor should have avoided this trip, uh, but it, it's it's a shame. It really is. You know, it's uh, and I don't know enough about this Turkey president guy. I. I but I understand he seems like an idiot. Seems like an idiot. Not a good guy. No. Yeah, not a good guy. Not at yeah. all. You know, I've heard <laughs> things before that, you know, that country is uh, in some turmoil because he, he's an idiot. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not the political expert here. I fall asleep during politics stuff uh, and worldly, you know, crap. I, 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 As you could probably tell, I don't know much about anything that evolves in that whole situation but this is like bizarre how many does this even have you ever heard of something like this happen before chip like a player that has been uh publicly enemy number one to whoever is in charge of whatever country it's from i've never heard of anything like this before no i've never heard of anything like it i mean cancer's a look cancer's a passionate guy i admire the hell out of it for this absolutely this is one of the reasons that everybody likes him you know he's passionate guy the guy hasn't seen his family in three years and he's, yeah and he's but he's sticking to his gun this is the kind of guy he is he's passionate about his country he's I, hey i you have to you can only admire Ennis canther to be honest i mean you really can absolutely and it's just again it, it's a shame because this is supposed to be a fun event you know it, it's yeah it's a game that counts yes it's a game that it's on the NBA schedule. It matters, you know. It's it's all that stuff, but still, it's a unique experience. And I know that you know the Knicks have a few players that are from you know overseas on their team, um, but you know I'm sure a lot of these guys never had an opportunity to go somewhere like London before to play a basketball game. Um, maybe some of them have, but you know it, it's supposed to be a, a unique experience. Like it's it's supposed to be a thing where. You yeah you're going to play a game, uh, but it's an opportunity to hang out with your team on the road again. Go see things that you typically would not see. Uh, you know there's coverage I believe on the NBA channel for both teams uh, leading up to this game and what the teams got to do and got to go see. Uh, and it's just supposed it's supposed to be a fun, even though it is in the middle of the NBA season. It's you know, you got a game to play, but it's also an opportunity for these guys to go out and see a part of the world that they don't typically see, and it's taken away from somebody because of this situation. Um, it's just a really crappy situation to be in, and I'm sure this is going to continue escalating. Um, this won't be the last we hear about it. Um, you know, it's been going on for years. It's been going on for years with Canther, and like you said, Chip. Uh, he's certainly not backing down from it, uh, and it, he's he's not that kind of guy. He's going to keep going at it, but it, it's a shame that he couldn't go 
and play this game. Again, I agree with the decision. I think it was the smartest thing. But, you know, you wish something like this didn't happen and Cantor could have had an opportunity to go with this team and be out there on the floor. Uh, and uh, does it make it – if Cantor's there today, does it make a difference? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, Cantor, a good rebounder, a good scorer. Uh, he wouldn't have been out there on the floor in those last three seconds anyway type thing. But, you know, he is a part – of the rotation for at least right now. And, um, you know, that kind of hurts the Knicks. And I know they've been playing the last few games without him. Uh, and Cornette played well today. And uh, Mitchell Robinson uh, made his return and uh, did a few nice things in 10 minutes of playing time. But, you know, I'm sure the Knicks weren't looking to give him heavy minutes right off the bat. He's missed, what, about a month, over a month uh, with his injuries. So not having Cantor out there certainly did hurt. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a terrible situation. It sucks that he couldn't go on this trip. Chip, uh, you know, what, what, how much of an impact do you think this was that, that Cantor wasn't in this game, if any? Uh, I think, look, I think he always gives them a better chance to win. I'll be honest. I'm not the, uh, I don't want to say Cantor. I don't think everybody is a Cantor hater that criticizes him on Twitter, but I'm not the Cantor critic that a lot uh, of people some are, people right. on, uh, that a lot of people are. Look, he he can't guard anybody, but I think uh, his offensive skills almost balance it out. But uh, look, he I don't think he helps them win this game because they fell apart defensively at the end of the game, and he wouldn't have done anything to help that out. Yeah, I I agree with you absolutely. But uh, that that's going to be the show today. Uh, again, the next fall. In London by a point on a gold ten bucket, and Enos Cantor not there. Um, really bad, crappy situation that is. Uh, but we'll we'll be we will be back next week for another episode uh, for the Knicks State of Mind podcast. And uh, it's been a little slow, you know. They they played Sunday and then they've had the last few days off and all that. So there hasn't been a whole lot of storylines popping up other than what Cantor. Uh, situation and then obviously focusing on the game today uh, but you know what uh, Chip we were talking about it off air the trade deadline is not that far away a lot of guys on the radar you mentioned Bonley Chip uh, you know earlier that he's a guy that a lot of people are looking at like the 76ers uh, and the Knicks got some pieces that could be on the move could bring in more draft picks it could be a move to uh, clear even more cap space for some of these free agents coming up uh so it's gonna really amp up chip we're we're gonna have a lot of fun in the next few weeks uh moving forward as we get closer to the deadline but like i said we'll wrap it up and we'll be back next week for another episode of the next state of mind podcast thanks for listening